Welcome to That's Scary AF. And we're drinking today. Is that how we're talking? That's Scary AF. I don't want them to think that it's as, like, as fuck. Well, I don't, because I always thought it was ASF. But that name wasn't available, so. Oh, man. That is very strong, but very good. Oh, fuck me. Anyway, so I made us some frozen hot chocolate with peppermint schnapps in it. Oh, fuck Christ. Yeah. That's strong. It's very strong. Oh, this is going to be fun. You want me to keep it a buck and a half? Huh. Did not mean to make it this strong. Can we can we put it like can we just add more ice cream to it? No. Okay. <laughs> we're celebrating, but we're not going to go into details about that on why. Yeah. At least I would prefer not to. It's kind of personal. I mean that's fair. Okay. So, Miss Josephine, <clears throat> Josephine. Josephine. Josephinephrine. How many things? That is my thing. I have two things. Have I was. Two things. I have two things for us. What do you have for us today? I have the case of Savannah Greywind. 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 <sighs> who, who would have Grey in their name? Such a loser. You know, wouldn't. We're gonna bleep that. Don't give your full name on the internet. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, full first, middle names, and last name. Yeah, but most, they're going to know it anyways. We're still going to censor that. That's the sound it's going to make. Yeah, so I have to figure out how to do that now. It's alright. Is that an audio clip of me going... Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Anyways, continue. I'm going to take another drink. Okay, sounds good. I should probably not twist that right next to the microphone. I bet that was lovely for everyone's ears. Yeah, they understand. Okay, and just a heads up to everyone that may be listening, we are going to attempt to make it through this recording. We will see what happens. Yeah, we might be coming back later. If we do, we'll let you know. We will leave in what we think is acceptable up to that point. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> Alright, let's go. daddy yo. You didn't tell us what you're talking about today. Savannah Greywind. Oh, that's, that's right. That's how we got on the topic of gray. Okay. What are your two? Mmm. That's me right when I have a mouthful of hot ice cream. I don't know. So, my first <clears throat> one, Reddit user The Horror Man, setting some lofty expectations with this one, called Best Horror Story. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Next one is Reddit user Reddit user Apprehensive Oil914. Something would mimic my mother's voice from outside my window. Why is it always their mothers? I think it's because people have mommy issues. Well, I was gonna say it's mainly from a generation when dads weren't around. Oh, I guess that's fair. Damn damn dads and milk and milk and dads. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you have two, so you go first. Well, you could ask nicely. We do this every week. I understand that, but it's still... It'd be nice to hear a please okay, thank you talk. Okay, okay, okay. 
please, thank you, pockets. <clears throat> That's better. Storytelling voice. Best Horror Story by the Horror Man. My mouth is very saliva-y right now, so just a heads up. I'm trying not to, like, slurp in the microphone. Jesus Christ. What, is that? Is that one of those words? Try not to slurp my moist saliva. <laughs> All of those things together just didn't sound... I didn't have an aversion to those words. Honestly, I'm the person that makes fun of people that don't like the word moist. Moist. Anyways, um, so I like to do that to people. I like moist crevices. Yeah, that doesn't do it for me. But fucking... Well, the first time she said that to me, everyone. Wow. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Start your story. I was trying until you interrupted. Please take you pockets. Until you interrupted me. <clears throat> Storytelling voice. <laughs> you are a kid walking back from your football practice. As you walk home. <laughs> also, remember to be louder. We've been working on that. Oh, would you rather have me? I was going to talk into the microphone, like, right into it, and I, I, I thought that was going to be a bad idea. They probably got some nice mouth sounds, though. Probably. Free okay. ASMR. You're welcome. <laughs> As you walk home from your football practice, you notice that the street is quiet and deserted, with no cars or people in sight. It is late at night, so all the houses' lights are off except for one house, which has a dimly lit window where you can just make out the figure of a man. You can just make out the man's eyes looking straight at you. Now, I want to say something before I start this next part. Yeah. I was sober the first time I read this through, but I just want to show you this paragraph I'm about to attempt to read. Uh, it's all... <clears throat> it's not separated at all. So The ADHD brain is going to have an issue. It really is. So this is just a heads up for the users if you hate us losing our spot and talking about random things then taking 30 seconds to find where I was you might want to skip this story <laughs> I'm dead that's our charm though true the moment you lock eyes he turns off the lights and tries to hide uh, use your finger I use my finger okay me okay okay the moment you lock eyes, he turns off the lights and tries to run from you. After that, you run as fast as you can back home to your bed, your heart racing with fear and adrenaline. As you lay in bed, you can't shake off the feeling that something is watching you. You hide under your covers, trying to shake off the feeling that someone is there watching your every move, but nothing seems to be happening. You hear a faint whispering sound, and your eyes dart towards the window, but all you see is darkness. You finally fall asleep, exhausted and scared, with your heart racing in your chest. Mm. <laughs> you wake up the next morning and follow your morning routine but the feeling of being watched lingers in, your, in the back of your mind no, as you walk to school you notice the man from the night before is standing in the same spot his eyes still fixed on you when you notice him staring at you you run as fast as you can to your school your heart pounding in your chest as you enter your classroom you can still feel the man's eyes on you, and you try to ignore him, but you can't shake the feeling that something is off and someone is watching you. After school, you have a football game, and as you're catching the ball, you still have that feeling that someone is watching you. 
seems like they're right around the corner. Like they're at the back of the bleachers. Then you look in the crowd. And you see the man with the creepy face looking right at you. <clears throat> you try to shake off the feeling that he is watching you, but it seems to be getting stronger. After the game, you go to your friends and tell them about the man who was watching you the night before, but they dismiss it as a figment of your imagination. You try to push the feeling away, but it keeps creeping back into your mind. After hanging out with your friends for a while, you ask them if they can drive you home because you were scared, but they keep telling you it's just your imagination. But they will still do it because they are good friends. As you drive home, you can feel the man's eyes on you and you try to focus on something else but you can't shake off the feeling that he is watching you. When you are approaching the house that you saw the man at, you see the man at the side of the house dragging what seems to be a body in a bag to his backyard. When you make it home, you bolt the door and you run inside to your, to your parents and tell them what you saw. Your parents look at you with concern and your mother quickly dials the police while your father stays with you. When you tell the police the address, the address of the home, excuse me, they tell you that there are no records of the house existing, that it is that it is likely a vacant pro property. You're left wondering what could have happened there that would have... You are left wondering what could have happened there and what the man was planning to do with the body. The next day, you ask your friends if they want, if they want to see where you were talking about going to the man's house and exploring it. When you and your friends make it there, there is no house in sight. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. There is no house in sight, and all that is there is a vacant lot with a for sale sign sticking out of the ground. When you step on the big patch of grass, you notice the ground is uneven, as it has lots of bumps in it. You decide to dig up a piece of one of the bumps, and they see they see what seems to be a human skull. Oh, fuck. When they look up, they see a dark figure of a man <laughs> holding a kitchen knife. The kids were too stunned to move. They see the man running at them with the kitchen knife and they try to dodge him as he lunges towards them. The man crashes into you, knocking you to the ground. You push the man away from you, and you and your friends run back to your house and stay the night. And the next morning, they see on the news the same man being arrested for 27, 27 kidnappings and murders. As you watch the news, you can't help but wonder what the man was doing with the body that he was carrying that night. <clears throat> the end. I'm very... There was a lot that happened in there. There really was. I feel like a lot of important details I would have liked to have known were glossed over. Yeah. Like, because I will say, okay, it sounds like the man was debatable, but it didn't sound like people seeing the house was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, another thing, when his friends went there the next day, they're like, oh, yeah, it was a lot. But your friends drove you home that one night you said you saw him going out of the house. Right. And then when you tell your parents about it, they're not like, that's a vacant lot. So I'm assuming the parents think it's a house, too. Yeah, there's just a lot of things that are left unsaid. <coughs> or left to the imagination, I guess, mm -hmm. I should say. Not bad, though. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Alright, you ready? No. This one's kind of a sad one, I'll, I said I'll be no. honest. I'm not ready. It's kind of sad. I'm not ready. You're not. Nope, I don't want to do it. Too bad. Okay, goodbye. Oh, you can't even hear me anymore. There we go. Do I got <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Listen, I accidentally mu muted it, okay? While I was scooching it closer to me. Scooching. Okay. 
So this is An the iPad. story. All about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there, and tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. <laughs> Alright, anyways. Okay, uh, Savannah Greywind, also, her last name's hyphenated, some of them had the hyphenation, and some of them didn't. So wait, it's Greywind? No. Oh. It's Savannah Lafonte hyphen Greywind. I'm just calling her Fonte. Okay. I would appreciate if you just referred to her that as that. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. I refer to her as Savannah because I try and humanize her because she's the victim here. Okay, victims can have nicknames. No. Um, <laughs> she is 22 years old and a member of the Spirit Lake S- Sioux tribe. Did I say that right? <laughs> Oh, I'm going to get Guess fucking canceled. That's the, that's the plan. Okay. Uh, she was living in Fargo, North Dakota. And she was eight months pregnant on August 19th, 2017 when she disappeared. Savannah's neighbor, Brooklyn Cruz, who was 39, asked for help with a sewing project and then proceeded to start an argument with Savannah by accusing her of mistreating cats. I get it. Um, when she didn't come home for more than an hour, her parents went looking for her and asked Cruz where she was. Cruz, of course, lied and said she had no idea. The police would investigate the Cruz's apartment, or they would ingre- they would investigate Cruz's apartment on August 19th and the 20th, but do you want to hear the fucking laziness of the police department? Obviously. Cruz testifies that Savannah's body was stuffed in the bathroom closet of the apartment. Mm -hmm. The baby was hidden under some blankets that were next to William Hayen, who is uh, Brooke's boyfriend at the time, right? Baby was hidden under some blankets, chilling next to him. And then um, on the 20th, Hayen had hollowed out his dresser and put Savannah's body inside of there. Put Fawn's body in the dresser? Uh-huh. That's great. Wrapped in towels and plastic to try and As one cover does, the I get it. smell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> and it wasn't moved out of the apartment until the 21st. You gotta wait till it's more decomposed, gotcha. I guess, but I mean, the police had freaking investigated. Like, the body was in the bathroom closet while they investigated on the 19th and then they put it in the fucking dresser on the 20th. But either way, the body was in the fucking apartment. Okay. But like... How are you gonna investigate the apartment and not find the dead fucking body in a bathroom closet? Can I counter your question with a question? Yes. How can a teacher sit there for months listening to bullying and still get mad at the kid when the other kid snaps? Because they don't really know how to do their job. I'm just talking about teachers. Take that however you want, though. I take it as the police department's fucking lazy. I didn't say anything. I'm black. I gotta be careful what I say about the police department. Okay, we're not gonna get controversial here. But. (laughs) Anyways, there goes most of the listeners from our state. So, then... On the 21st, they moved the entire dresser out of the apartment and into their Jeep Cherokee. Uh, Hayen's former cellmate, Brian Grob, testified that Hayen told him that he hid the body in the dresser and, quote, 
nailed the front piece to the back of it and moved it down the stairs himself. Grob did say that while Han helped dispose of the body, he did not help with the murder. The next thing is really disturbing to me. Okay. Um, when Grob opened up about some trouble he had with his ex-girlfriend's abortion, abortion um, Han responded, well, I would have just cut the baby out of the bitch. Okay. So here's my thing. Were they saving up for something? Because, like, here's my thing. I'm not saying he's right. But if he was looking to save a few extra bucks, because, you know, maybe he needs a new car. Maybe he needs to get something fixed on his car. And they're like, hey, we're about to pay a few hundred bucks for an abortion. He's like, why would we do that? I'll cut the baby out of the bitch. But now it's being taken as malice. And in reality, he's just like, hey, we got to get our car fixed. You know what I'm saying? Or did I just get canceled as well? I think you just got canceled. <clears throat> yeah, I think you just got canceled. Hi, welcome to this, that, this, the, that, no words, I can speak. Hi, welcome to our new podcast called That's Cancelled as Fuck. I'm Nick. I'm dead. (laughs) So, unfortunately, Savannah would be found eight days later in the Red River near her apartment. She was identified by a few of her tattoos, one of which said, Too Beautiful for Earth. And when she her body was pulled from the river, it was seen that she was, quote, sliced from hip to hip with no baby inside. That just ugh, sends a chill down my spine. I can't. Um, the So it said... I mean, you gotta believe, like, <coughs> when, when someone's hips tell you that something happened, you gotta believe them. Because like, well, like a wise poet once said, hips don't lie. You're not giving me a little... Oh, okay. Alright. Am not going to talk about Shakira? Shakira? I was just taking a drink. Of what? The very strong milkshake that you made me. You're welcome. Thank you. So... Never said thank you before the recording. Yes, I did. I know. I'm just trying to get you in trouble. You're a dick. You are what you eat, daddy. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Facts. It's true. Yes, ain't cheap. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Cruz testified that the two struggled. She said she pus- pushed Savannah to the floor, hitting her head, knocking her unconscious. Although a medical examiner, Dr. Victor Froloff, would later say that there was no evidence of head injury. This also gave Cruz the opportunity to use a box cutter or razor blade. To perform a C-section on Savannah, I'm so sorry, uh, delivering the baby early. The baby is a beautiful little girl who is later later named uh, Hazley Joe, and um, Cruz then put her in the bathtub after delivery. She can't be trusted, no. Remember, we have a very firm stance on this podcast. You never trust a woman named Joe. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, so it is believed that Savannah wasn't dead until later after the delivery. She woke up during the C-section and would float in and out of consciousness during the whole thing, most likely just from the overwhelming pain, because, you know, they didn't have any morphine there for her. Um, not that that's what they, I don't know what, well, I mean, an epidural isn't morphine, but it's, anyways. 
I mean, honestly, pretty inconsiderate of those murderers, if you think about it. That's what I'm saying. Um, if I were to murder someone, I'd have morphine. Exactly. Um, oh, I just... Huh. I think the milkshake's kicking in, everyone. Maybe. Um, I just read a little... I don't know if it was a mistype or what it was, but um, Damn, I you put in... Thank you. I put in August hand... But I don't, I don't think William, because his first name is William. I'm fairly certain. Like I'm Billy, William. William, Willie Bill. Anyways, Will Bill. So, um, Cruz would say that early in 2017 she had lied to her boyfriend William Hayant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, about being pregnant because she thought that he wanted her to have a baby. The fucked up part was during an argument. Oh, I'm a dumbass. I didn't put a comma in so I anyways during an argument in August Han <laughs> had admitted to knowing that Cruz wasn't pregnant but demanded that she produce a baby because he had told other people that she was expecting um later on Han would go on to say that uh that gray ha- gray wind girl is really pregnant and Cruz took that to mean that he wanted her to take Savannah's baby According to the police, their relationship seemed pretty toxic. They constantly fought and were arrested many times, and they were previously given a peace or a peace order against against each other. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a no contact order. But anyways, um, against each other, which they also failed to comply with. And apparently, now I didn't see this anywhere else, but on one of the sources, it was a Medium article that I found. It said that Han also... Can I I pop in something real quick? Yeah, what's up? Uh, A peace order is a court order offering protection of a certain classes of people who are not eligible to petition for a protective order. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Yes. I had to Google it because I was like, I feel like you wouldn't just like mistype protective exactly so i I was just curious i appreciate you yes um but like i was saying han potentially had two other children that he just neglected like he didn't have a rocky relationship with or he did have a rocky relationship with them but like i said i only found that on one article in medium and it was a very opinionated article okay so i feel like it was more of a persuasive thing than anything they were trying to paint him in a light so i don't know if that was true or not okie dokie i could see it just because he is 32 but fucking you know just 32 year olds in general such pieces of shit god if you're fucking 32 you might as well just spend 365 fucking days in a goddamn jail cell fucking piece of shit God damn. All right. Uh, At first, Cruz was saying that Savannah had willingly given up her baby before disappearing. Oh, yeah. Because being sliced open hip to hip is willingly. Exactly. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, Han would end up coming home in the middle of the mangled delivery. He asked if Savannah was dead and Cruz would say, I don't know. Please help me. Is that a really dark thought? What? Okay, I'm sorry in advance, but do you think, like, he walked in, 
And he, like, freaks out. He's like, what are you doing? And the other chick, like, Hand or whatever her name was. Hmm? Uh, Cruz. And Cruz, like, just turns around. She's, like, sobbing. He's like, I tried my best. I'm dead. That's funny as hell. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Hayen, then, you know, thinking on his feet, as one does, got a rope from the other room, tied it around her neck, saying, if she wasn't dead before, she is now. Smart. Yeah. But later on, that go that goes on to be disputed because, remember, Grob said that Hayen didn't have anything to do with the death. Uh-huh. So, that's still debated. But, um... Dr. Froloff told the courts that he couldn't determine if Savannah had died from strangulation or blood loss. So, um, what I was going to say was, either way, no matter who did it, somebody strangled her to death. Yes. That's how I want to go out, honestly. I mean... Choke me, mommy. Maybe. Um, and then... Fucking Cruz goes on to say, I can't undo what I've done, but I can do everything in my power to own up to what I did. And I fucking hate her for that. She paints herself as, like, this somewhat victim of, like, oh, I was just trying to give my boyfriend what he wanted. No, bitch, you're the one that fucking lied in the first place because, one, I haven't mentioned this earlier, but they... In the December before, mm-hmm. um, it was December of 2016 then, she, they broke up. Good. And then early 2017, she told him she was pregnant. Oh, one of those bitches. Exactly. Yeah, no, fuck her. Exactly. And then she wants to say, yeah, I can't undo what I've done, but I'll own up to it. No, 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 no. You should have owned up to the fucking fact that you weren't pregnant in the first place instead of... Mmm. Mmm. But anyways. Josephine, I'm pregnant. Let's go kill people. Okay. At the sentencing, Ashton Matheny, Hazley Joe's dad and Savannah's longtime boyfriend, he sat with his head bowed, just crying... Later, he would say that in the courtroom was the first time that he learned what really happened to Savannah. Cruz had pleaded guilty to three charges, including conspiracy to commit murder, conspiracy to commit kidnapping, and lastly, providing false information to law enforcement. Prosecution wanted to have the maximum punishment for the conspiracy to murder, which is life without parole, and they got that shit. Uh, She also got an additional 20 years for the kidnapping and... The 163 days for providing false information. I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but they did find the baby with Cruz. Okay. Yeah. So when police came to investigate everything, it I didn't really get like a storyline of how they found the baby. What? <laughs> Man, was that a baby? What baby? <laughs> Literally. Like, so they said that they didn't find the baby under the blanket at first, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? During the initial investigations. So I'm wondering how they found the baby, but I couldn't find it. So maybe I just didn't look hard enough. Like, I didn't open that one article that actually fucking told me what happened. How dare you? I know. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> they did find the baby with Cruz and Haynes. So, Cruz's attorney would later ask for life with a possibility of parole, 
saying that he believed that after his 38 years as a defense attorney, everyone can change if they're just given the chance. That's not a quote, but that's basically what he said. Um, Han, who was 32, was also charged with the same three the same three charges and he pleaded not guilty to all of them he did get charged with the conspiracy to kidnap along with lying to the police and got life in prison where he later had to be moved to an undisclosed prison for quote protective management purposes so motherfuckers wanted to kill him hell yeah yeah but um he did get he did get out of the murder charge like the conspiracy to commit murder charge but he got convicted with the other two and then Hazley Joe is now six years old and she like I said absolutely beautiful um two bills have been passed in Savannah's honor one of which is the, the Savannah's act and the other one is a not visible not invisible act and Savannah's act requires the department of justice to provide training to law enforcement and tribal and urban Indian organizations to track cases of missing and murdered Native Americans and provide grants to implement policies and report statistics, among other things. Um, The Not Invisible Act requires the Department of the Interior and the Department of Justice to establish a joint commission on violent crime within Native American lands and against Native Americans, also among other things. Losing Savannah in this way sparked a lot of media coverage as well. Uh, She got a book written about her and the injustices of other Native Americans. It's called Searching for Savannah, uh, the Murder of One Native American and the Violence Against Many by Mona Gable. And in a A A&E interview with Mona Gable, the author, there were talks about how this may have been more racially motivated, a more racially motivated murder than previously perceived. Um, she goes on to say, I think she's, I think she was targeted because she was Native American. Cruz and Han didn't really know Savannah, but they didn't like her family. A lot of their statements and a lot of evidence that was collected showed them to be extremely racist toward Native Americans. If, Savannah had been white, I don't think Cruz would have had the guts to do this to her. I think she would have been more fearful of the consequences. And then, um, one of the other interview questions was how was Savannah's case solved? And, uh, Gable goes on to say there was a huge amount of press on the case and it ended up getting national attention. Savannah's family was absolutely persistent in pushing the police to find her, Fargo was kind of a small town, and many people were horrified by what happened to Savannah and her baby. There were, there was a groundswell of support and interest in finding justice for her. There were marches and a lot of awareness. <clears throat> it put a lot of pressure on law enforcement and prosecutors to respond, and they were tenacious. They were not fucking giving up. Good. Um, just two more bullet points and then I'll be done. Um, another one of the questions from the interview, I have two more questions, I guess I should say. Uh, first one is, how are cases of missing Native American girls and women treated by the justice system? And Gable goes on to say, the justice system is very complicated when it comes to prosecuting these cases because of all the different jurisdiction issues involving federal, state, and local law enforcement. 
often, even though families are pressing for these crimes to be investigated, they don't get investigated because there's conflict among the different law enforcement agencies over who should be responsible for the investigation. So it's basically just like, well, I don't want it. You have it. Oh, it's not our problem. It's your problem. No, I think it's your problem. All that type of shit. And then lastly, is racism a factor in how these cases are treated? And Gable says there's definitely a racist element not pursuing these cases and not considering them important. You can see that in media coverage when white men white women go missing in contrast to when Native American go miss Native American women go missing and the little coverage they get. Reporters don't have ties to Native American communities. It's not something they write about. Also, a lot of people assume that Native Americans are no longer around because they don't encounter Native Americans in their own lives and they don't hear about Native American tribes. But in fact, the majority of Native Americans live in urban areas. And I can say like I know plenty of Native American people. They're everywhere. Exactly. And if you want to learn more about the MMIW crisis, you should go to nativehope.org or wearenative.org. Those are both really good places to read about it. Yep, just what he said. Yeah. But yeah, that that is the awful story of Savannah Greywind. I'm, she was also beautiful herself. Like, that whole family, absolutely freaking beautiful. I'm thrilled. Gosh, why could it never be the Uggos? I know, right? <laughs> Apparently they didn't want an ugly baby. I'm saying. God. Anyways. <clears throat> Excuse me. Any other thoughts, concerns on that? No, I mean... It just fucking sucks. It sucks. I hate it. I hate America. Our system is flawed. What? I was just letting you get it out. I appreciate it. And I... There are good things about America, but I just don't like the freaking law enforcement system just because there are so many flawed things in it. People get wrongly accused all the time. Exactly. And remember, we can't always blame white people because my fellow black men, before we do that, let me remind you, snow bunnies. I'm dead. You are ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Close us out there, daddy. All right. The final story. Something would mimic my mother's voice from outside my window by apprehensive oil 914. In bed last night, I was on the edge of sleep, that sweet spot where you're half in reality, half in dreamland, but then a sound clear as day pierced the silence, my mom's voice. (laughs) What freaked me out the most was the sound wasn't coming from her bedroom, the hallway, or even anywhere inside the house. It was right outside my window, clear and unmistakably her. Every single muscle in my body went rigid. A thousand thoughts crashed in my head all at once, each one more terrifying than the last. The idea of pulling back those curtains made my heart raise. Because what if something was waiting there, staring back? James, open the window. It was her voice, but something about it felt off. It sounded so much like my mom, but there was an unsettling edge to it. Why the hell would she be outside calling me through the window? None of this added up. 
See, we lived in a two-story house, meaning for my mom to be calling me from outside my window, she'd have to scale a portion of the roof, reaching the porch from the backyard, the only platform right below my window where she could possibly stand. No, thank you. I mean, I'd do it. Okay. To fuck with my kid? Fuck yeah, I'd do it. Every ounce of me was locked in terror. The thought of sleep felt impossible. I buried myself deep beneath the blankets, praying that whatever it was would just stop. But as the night dragged on, the voice went quiet. Pure pure fatigue took its toll. Maybe it was the fear, but eventually I passed out. Waking up the next morning, the first thing on my mind was telling my mom about last night. Walking downstairs, she was... She was... Oh my god. Walking down the stairs, she was there just like any other day, making breakfast like nothing ever happened. Mom, did you go, did you call out for me outside my window last night? She looked, oh my gosh, I am burping, I'm sorry. Ah. She looked confused. Why would I be outside your window? You must have dreamt it. I could have sworn I heard your voice. She chuckled lightly. Dreams can be deceiving at times. Maybe it was just a vivid nightmare. I hesitated, still trying to piece together the fragments from that night. Maybe she was right. Maybe it was just a dream that felt real. After a while, I managed to convince myself it was just a dream. uh, A means for my mind to cope with the unnerving feeling. Days went on, and for a while everything seemed normal. Hadn't heard my mother's voice from the window for a few days, but that illusion of safety was shattered just 15 minutes ago. I kissed my mom goodnight as was our nightly ritual. Settled into bed, and it didn't take long before the familiarity of her voice reached my ears again. Again, it emanated from outside my window. There was no passing this off as just a bad dream. I hadn't even shut my eyes. Open your window, James. Let mommy in. The voice seemed somewhat angry this time, yet it still mirrored my mom's tone. My heart raced, cold dread washing over me. My immediate instinct was to flee to my mom's room and alert her to the unsettling voice. But curiosity, as as treacherous as it often is, especially as a child, anchored me in place. I needed to know what was really calling me. The The trepidation I approached the window. With trepidation I approached the window, praying that the voice would remain silent. Stealthily I peeked through a tiny gap in the curtains ensuring I remained unnoticed. The sight that met my eyes was both terrifying and confusing. It was a deer, hunched over on its hind legs, with its front two legs pressed up against <clears throat> my window. Was it a skinwalker? Its legs were grotesquely elongated, making it tower unnaturally on its hind limbs. Its eyes locked onto the interior of my room with an unsettling intelligence. It just stood there, waiting as if expecting me to comply with its request. Fuck that, I shouted. I sprinted to my mom's room screaming what I had just witnessed. She jolted awake, her eyes wide with alarm and confusion. (laughs) Obviously. When I told her about the deer, she seemed even more confused. It made no sense. We didn't have deer in our area. Rubbing her eyes, she made her way to my room and slowly pulled back the curtain. To my dismay and her skepticism, the window revealed nothing. The deer was nowhere in sight. She thought I was playing a prank on her, but I assured her I wasn't. I couldn't understand her skepticism. After all, a deer outside your window calling your name is absurd to even think about. Yet I witnessed it 
yet I witnessed what I witnessed, Jesus fucking Christ, was undeniably real and undeniably my mother's voice. There's no way in hell I'm ever going to sleep in that room again. Damn. Thoughts, concerns, the end. The end. That was... Pretty, pretty gnarly. Pretty, pretty gosh darn snazzy. Is that what you're wanting me to say? Yeah, something like that. No, it would, honestly, I absolutely hate that it always chooses, like, the mother's voice. Why? Because when I was a kid, that shit would have gotten me. I would have been like, alright, mom. I'm uh, coming. I mean... Right there. Fair. I thought it was that scary as fuck. My name's been Nick. What's yours? Mine's Josephine. Alright, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.